Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Craze Cast, the podcast run by the fans for the fans that brings you closer to the action. My name is Roxy, and today I'm joined by my co host, Jay and Amber. Hi, Hi everybody. What's up? To keep up with all our content, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Craze Magazine and YouTube The Craze for when we have some special stuff come up. So how's everybody doing uh, second week in quarantine, at least here uh, in the United States? Impulse buying. Facts. Uh, making the awful time-consuming whipped coffee. Keep a lookout for that coming out soon. Oh, <laughs> I know what you're talking about. I was like, what is she talking about? Oh, that trendy yeah, thing. The Craze will have... Your first look on how to make the Dalgona coffee without all the craziness and flashiness. Gonna tell you how long it really takes. I feel like I saw was Wu Young on V Live yesterday, and he like called Yo Song. It was like, "Let's go make this coffee." <laughs> yeah, yes, Wu this Wu Young was on V Live last night, and he kept complaining the whole time as he was making it. Like, why is this not done? It oh, was it's that bad. It, no, it's it tastes like the Dalgona candy that you can get a street food here. It's not my cup of tea. The thing that Wu Young was complaining about was it was taking too long to whip it. Mitts, yeah. There there was a, a BuzzFeed video that I watched where one of the girls tried to make it and she's like, let's see if the whole 400, what's um, it called? Whisking but, thing works. It doesn't. <laughs> I ended up just sticking the whisk between my hands and just like rolling it like I was making fire. Oh, that hurts. It did, it hurt. Do we have video? You do have video. Nice. Let's uh, jump into our first segment, uh, article discussion. This week, we're going to talk about one of the articles in our uh, April issue that's coming out soon. Um, This uh, one is about K-pop predictions for the year 2020. Uh, I actually wrote this one, so Amber actually wrote the K-pop predictions for 2019. Like how a lot of them came true so when I read your 2020 article I'm just like mm, Roxy why are we putting this into the universe oh come on it wasn't that bad <laughs> but at the same time it's kind of like well I have chills because it's like it's scary how well these predictions are starting to come true <laughs> I know the fact that some of them have already started is kind of scary but this was also written before coronavirus took over the world true. so like, <laughs> I think a lot of these probably would have been proven right if we weren't in this current pandemic. Blah, blah. Ooh. It'll pass. I don't care. It's- anyway. <laughs> so my, my first big prediction was that um, a girl group is going to hit it big in the U.S. market. So who do you guys think that girl group would be? I know Luna is getting a lot of traction internationally. Like, a lot of drag queens are really into Luna these days. And they also are known for their more global look at concepts and ideas. So I feel like maybe it would be Luna for one. And then if I had to have a second group, I think Mamamoo. Oh, that's Uh, interesting. Mamamoo? Yes, Mamamoo. Did you just see... Her collaboration, uh, Hwasa's collaboration with Dua Lipa. Yep. Like, where are these people snatching these people up? I'm like, huh? This came out of nowhere, but I'm here. They actually performed together at, um, Mama. Oh, yeah, that's right. So, because Dua Lipa was kind of popular in Korea, 
And so she ended up getting invited to Mbama, and then we have the Hwasa Dua Lipa collab. You kind of mentioned it in your article, Roxy. I mean, had they had the proper promotions, I think Psycho from Red Velvet would have been a big banger here. Mm. I really, like, it's unfortunate what happened and their promotions were cut short for it. But I'm just like, Red Velvet had everything going for them to be big. And Psycho was that track. I like, I mean, Bad Boy, like, did did some things. And Bad Boy is still one of my favorite tracks. But Psycho was like, okay, these girls could actually really do it. And I really, really wish that they were promoted more better. Unfortunately, Wendy's accident happened and they cut it all short. And I'm like, damn it. They could have been really big here too. (laughs) Wendy was recently released from the hospital with using walking aids. So we're very excited to see her recovery and her eventual return to the stage. I think their whole entire album was really good, and it could have done well here, too. Can we celebrate the fact that it did not start with Red or Velvet this year? Oh, yeah, that's right. (laughs) I don't know. I think Bad Boy was ahead of its time, and if that had come out this year, that would have been, like, the kicker for sure. But also, Psycho is, like, my jam. I love Psycho so much. Right? And I'm just like... Oh, no, I'm not. It's like, what's going to top Bad Boy? Because Bad Boy is like my favorite track from them. And that's, I mean, I, I love Red Velvet. I'm like, I really like Psycho. I have not stopped listen to, listening to it since then. I think another, um, a wild card possibility, though, would be G-Idol. Mm-hmm. I really love uh, everything that G-Idol has done so far. And they're new. They haven't done like different concepts you know like red red velvet has their cutesy and then their more intense stuff but i feel like the the girl crush thing is something that like everybody in the west likes including myself to be honest uh-huh. i mean they were on the show queendom here and they did have a like that's where their song lion came out of and uh-huh. they did make a big splash here so i'm assuming that's the type of stuff america is going to Right up. Weren't they supposed to have a tour here? Or they already did it? No, they were supposed to. They were supposed to. Thanks, Corona. (sighs) Miss Rona, we we don't like this right now. Give us our favorites back. Anyways, um, another, I want to say another group that has the potential to do it is Itzy right now. That's true. I think they have the potential to do it if they're marketed well enough here. I really like because um, I went and saw Itzy in concert and covered them before uh, we all got confined to our homes. They're really great performers. Like I really enjoyed. I wasn't like an Itzy stan or anything when I went, but I really enjoyed their performances. That being said, not super big on Wannabe, to be honest. Really? Yeah, like it's not bad, but it's like not. I don't know. I wasn't super into it. I agree with Roxy. Oh, but then again. Somewhat agree. There is an, there's other songs off that album I think would have done it, but I'm biased. I really like them. I, re- I really like the whole entire album. I think the whole entire album, like if they did any of the songs that were on that album and promoted it here, I think it would it would have done well. Yeah, they are kind of the another wild card in that, but I mean, do you think any of these groups would get as big as BTS? Let's not bring BTS into things because I yeah. still stand by the notion that BTS was in the right place at the right time, which catapulted them forward. I love them, so 
let's just move on from that. <laughs> yeah. So the next thing is destroyed by the coronavirus was that there were <laughs> like way too many tours and everything has already been postponed. Thankful for Wallet. Yeah, that's true. We do get to save some money. I never thought this would happen, but K-Pop Me is bringing JBJ95 to Washington, D.C., and I straight up cried when I saw <laughs> the announcement. <laughs> I was so excited. I was just like, man, all of these tours, I want to go, but at the same time, work? <laughs> Stop being on weekdays! <laughs> at least, like, everything was postponed and not canceled, so we true. still have true, true. possibility. I need ATs, like, I can't die from this virus because I have to see ATs live first. I can't die. <laughs> Let me tell you, if they keep the set they had during the Soul concert, y'all are gonna die. You guys are going to scream your voices to the next century. I'm gonna see Hong Joon cry. That's for a later discussion, though. I'm kind of glad, though. Don't hate me, everyone. I'm kind of glad, though, that a lot of postponements happened because I think it's giving the plethora of K-pop promoters the opportunity to see the amount of demand versus the amount of affordability like yes there's a lot of demand to see these groups but there was a couple dates in March that there was literally two groups on that day and people had to choose between those groups and the fact that soon k-pop fans are going to experience that consumer fatigue they're not going to know who to pick or when to pick and they're going to get really annoyed with the increase in costs and the um, the like demanding schedules and things like that that the more they're paying but the less they're getting that's true I do remember because I've been tracking like all of the artist announcements and it was like sometime in mid-March in LA it was like Everglow one team and Changmo all on the same day and it's like first of all we can't possibly cover that many <laughs> all on the same day there's not that many of us either <laughs> who can get up there too it's just crazy. I hope that it, this like situation gives the promoters opportunity to think about and prioritize and maybe talk to each other to figure out what and where to schedule these groups in order to help our favorites make the most money. Because we all know artists get the most money from concerts, but without stretching the international fans' wallet. Because we all know international fans don't know how to be solo group stands. I mean... This also goes back to the fact that, like, there was a time where we didn't get any concerts at all. So anytime a group came over, everybody just threw their money at it because it was like a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. And I feel like we're seeing that that landscape change right before our eyes right now. Definitely. I kind of have to agree with that because I know it's just like now I've been thinking, it's like, oh, man, I'm missing out on this tour. Eh, they're going to come back. <laughs> they're definitely going to come back. So I'm just like, I'm not too worried. I know that they're going to come back. It's not going to be like that oh, this is the only time we don't know when they're going to come back situation, so I'm going to go. But now it's like, yeah, the, the chances of them coming back here are very likely. I know, like, right. I straight up saw GOT7, like, three years in a row or something. I missed it last year, but, like, <laughs> every time I was like, this is the last time they'll ever be here, and now I'm starting to be like, I think that's kind of stupid. You're dumb, Roxy. There's always those groups you know that are going to return. Like, ATs was on a pattern. Our Baby's Mont came back every year. BTS comes back every year. GOT7 comes back every year. Monster X came back. So Yeah, it's like, it's getting to the point where, like, the, the more popular groups, you know that they're going to be here. 
Um, that's why I got so excited for JBJ95, because they're my, my small, my tiny babies. Can we all agree, though? We need more girl groups to come here. Please! And return, because like, I feel like they come, and then it's like years before they come back, and I'm like, come on! <laughs> there's, there's, there is a market, now. there are a big enough group of people who want to see these girl groups come. Yeah, but um, I mean, like, money-wise, they know that they're gonna make, they're gonna make bank off the boys. It's just a fact. Like, I'm not saying I agree with it. As the one member that is in Korea, I definitely think that the U.S. needs more girl groups. Like, even here in Korea, you hear more about the boy groups all the time. I had to go to a pre-recording just to hear about some of the tiny girl groups that are promoting right now, and it's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, that can be a whole other discussion on, like, issues related to, uh, how people view women, uh, all of that social commentary, but let's skip that for now. <laughs> all right, so the next thing that I brought up was that I predict that Momoland is going to disband. I see that happening. I mean, the only people we see nowadays on TV is like, nowadays, like, yeah, yeah, we only really see her pop up nowadays. We don't really see the other members anymore. Well, also, that. there was like this group scandals. I know that we keep touching on those because they keep happening member she, i think she's still a member um i haven't seen any news so far but daisy um came out in public and talked about how the company made her go on a forced hiatus um and would not let her come back when she said she wanted to come back so she's like out here spilling a ton of tea on it and then um young woo and Teha left to i mean they said that they were going to um go into acting or something but they left too so that leaves like how many of them were there to begin with like 11 or 9 or something like there was a lot of them yeah and now there's not <laughs> so and then they haven't like they had that one release in January I believe a single release is it bad that I don't know which release that was is it bad that I thought that they already did disband because of everything <laughs> that has been happening oops sorry I mean after boom boom can you really go anywhere from there? I mean, I really like Bam also. Bam was good. Bam sounded like boom to me, boom boom to me. It was boom boom part two, really. Thumbs up. That was the the, the last one. Thumbs up. Oh, yes. Thumbs yes, up. yes. That was an okay release. I wasn't crazy about it. It okay. wasn't great. Okay. It's just there. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I don't mean to offend anybody but it's like because of everything that was going on and hearing things like I'm surprised they haven't disbanded yet I was like oh I thought they already did oops sorry I mean at least we can say though that like Momoland was like one of those girl groups that even though they didn't go girl crush their songs didn't blend into the landscape of girl group songs like you could definitely pick out that it was Momoland that is very true and I feel like they had I very similar formula to Tiara and creating very, very catchy songs. And it sticks and it goes viral. And it's just like, okay, they're doing something that not a lot of groups do in general. And I'm like, okay, okay, I see you. It's just unfortunate. I think these there's certain events that are happening and it's not working in their favor now. Yeah, they they won't be they won't be around for too much longer. Mark my words. <laughs> that is pretty depressing. I'm sorry. I know I said it, not much of this was terrible, but that's pretty depressing if you're a Momoland stand. Sorry. God, Roxy, we're gonna have the Momoland people all on us now. 
I never said I didn't like them. I'm just being honest about the situation. They still create good music. I wasn't a fan of their most recent release. It's just, they're still really talented, but I think a lot of them are just going to end up going their own ways and doing their own respective stuff. I feel like because, uh, who's who, we mentioned her earlier, Julie, she has the potential to be like EXID's honey. She's on so many variety shows. Speaking of EX, EXID's honey, you know, they kind of fell apart too. Yeah, they never announced official disbandment or anything, but they all left. So like, it's kind of like Block B. Block B did the same thing after Zico. I think Zico's the only one that left, but like, he was like, yeah, we could release songs together. And everybody's like, we know that's a lie. But he still is on good terms with them all, it seems. But we can talk about the complicatedness of like, when a member leaves and still work together because 2PM's got that going on, Vix has got that going on, Block B's got that going on. We can make a whole episode about that. That's true. BAP too, because they're technically not disbanded. <laughs> no, they yeah. did. Didn't they officially disband? They never did a full announcement on BAP. They they're just, just doing disbanded. their separate things. Oh, yep. Him-chan disappeared. <laughs> he's busy in Japan, actually. What is he doing in Japan? I think he's doing acting and he's promoting there. In Japan? Mm-hmm. That's where, random. Where all K-pop... Mm, never mind. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, saw, I saw you go in there for a second. And I was like, uh, um, mm. put the brakes on that one. <laughs> the next one I want to talk about is uh, AT's World Domination. Yes. <laughs> okay, like, to be fair, there is, like, a significant amount of personal bias here, but I feel like there are a lot of facts to back up my, my prediction. Because I remember when, uh, when they debuted, when Pirate King came out, um, I actually ended up writing their debut coverage because nobody else would, TBT. Um, uh, to be honest, I didn't like them at first just because he Jung Wang, Pirate King, was a YouTube ad. No, I love Pirate King, though. But it was a YouTube ad, and it turned me off every time it would pop up. Like, no, I don't want to listen to you because you're shoving your music down my throat. They needed to get attention. It's not like KQ has a lot of money. But here I am now, like a diehard ATE. So I guess it worked. Yeah, but I mean, um, as somebody that ended up standing BTS before they like exploded, I see a lot of similarities. Somebody's gonna jump down my throat for this, but <laughs> I saw a lot of. <laughs> okay, look, I'm being objective here. I'm trying to. Anyway. Hey, uh, Jay, we can't say anything because we did the same thing when it comes to BAP and BTS. Okay, true. The thing that, because, like, I only recently really started standing ATs. It was after Wonderland came out. Um, but I do remember when, when they dropped Hala Hala, I was like, holy shit. This is it. It was so good. I just okay. want to sing Hong Joon's praises. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> if you look at his verses in certain songs, he just talked about this on a recent V Live. He hid ATs in his lyrics in quite a few songs. In his verses, if you line the verses up in Korean, the first characters all, almost always spell out ATs. I love this man. We will go into it later. <laughs> <laughs> like for me, um, like I, we obviously knew about ATs. Like, every, like they were the group that were like, okay, why is everybody like not shutting up about them? Like what's going on like what am I missing what am I missing what am I I'm I'm so out of the loop what is it and then I was just like say my name can't happen to me and I'm like oh okay okay I 
I uh, see. I see why everybody likes him. Okay, I'm on board. I'm here for it. And I mean, they were supposed to have their fans sign their tour, but Miss Rona decided to interrupt that. But announce your new dates because if it works out in your favor, because I unfortunately wasn't able to get tickets, I'm just like, announce a new date. And if you're going to release more tickets, I'll go. All of ATs is literally on Twitter. Like, we're bored. Let us do things. Hopefully, y'all get your date soon in America. We should, once all of this passes. But um, what I've really, really noticed with ATs is, like, not only do they release really good music, which is usually the first factor to pull people in, their personalities are amazing. (laughs) It's like, as soon as you watch something behind the scenes, you're like, that's it. I adore them all. I'm going to protect Mingi, my tiny little giant princess son. Not to get back on my Hong Joon loving horse. Hong Joon literally, so we'll talk more about ultimate bias here in a little bit, but Hong Joon and his, his personal beliefs, like I'm sure many A-teeny already know about this, but non-A-teeny may wonder why the heck does Hong Joon always have his nail painted? He participates in the, the Painted Man campaign and he is just, uh, we love an idol with morals. We love a wholesome leader. It is Hong Jing loving, loving hours only in this house all day, every day. <laughs> uh, I guess I have a thing for wholesome leaders with morals. I mean, huh. I think we can all agree that, or everybody can hear that we all bias Hong Jing. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, are all three of us Hong Jing biased? Yes. Oh yes. my God. <laughs> yes. But hey, ATD, we love all eight of them just the same. We, you all know that we all have that one that we would just risk it all for, though. I would die for Hong Joon. I mean, to be fair, I would die for all of them. Jong Ho is my son. I'm gonna, you need to stop me before, I'm gonna keep going if this doesn't. <laughs> it's okay, I have a soft, I have a very, very, very big soft spot for Mingi and Songha and San, and I'm like, wait, but I like all of them too, wait, must protect. I am obsessed with the friendship that is Wu Young, San, and Yo Song. Like, we all know Wu Young, and San kind of clicked from the beginning, but like that six years of Wu Young and Yo Song having that friendship, and they both left big hit together, and Yo Song being like, Hong Jun ain't gonna like you, Wu Young, but yet here we are. Almost- I don't blame them. I don't like Wu Young most of the time either. He's annoying. Hey! I say that with love. I say it with love, I promise. <laughs> in a good way. In a good way. He's hilarious seeing him in person, actually. He's so <laughs> mean to Song for no reason. But Song loves him. Let's, okay, we uh, should move on from AT's loving hours. Yeah, because AT's loving hours will never stop. Another thing that I predicted was that Uptension is going to rise in popularity. And if you're unfamiliar with Uptension, they are, I guess they would be considered veterans at this point because they've been on the scene for like five years. Um, but they've never really been able to get that much attention. Um, mm. And I'm not sure why. Because I really like a lot of their releases. When they came to KCON, I was so impressed with their performance. Um, they came to KCON New York, was it 2017 or 2018? I think it was 2018. It was whatever and year I didn't go. They, Uptension came, SF9 came. It was like a lot of like the smaller rookie groups that came when NCT 127 came the first time. But Uptension's got a lot of like enthusiasm and stage presence that I was really impressed with. I mean, I I also, like, the formula for this prediction really comes from the the Produce 101 craze, um, how, like, 
yeah, older groups, uh, members would go on. And we saw this first in season two with uh, Minhyun uh, when he made it uh, onto 101's uh, final roster and how, like, everybody was suddenly a newest stan after that happened. I mean, everyone should have been a newest stan at the beginning, but... True. Facts. Yeah, I'm not arguing that's not true. It's just that they... I don't even know why. Some of these groups just have bad luck, I feel like, but, like... They they were struggling. They were about to disband, and then Minhyun and the other members, I think, got a lot of attention um, in their participation on this. And now they're like one of the bigger groups. And it's it's really interesting to see how they just needed that promotion. Like it's crazy that Seventeen is at the same company and Newest was their seniors, where Newest was struggling, Seventeen was thriving, and. It was just really interesting to see that it just took that little bit of screen time and that little bit of attention to catapult them forward. Yeah, so that's why I think this is gonna happen with Uptension because um, they had members that were involved in Produce X 101 and Shin, whose real name is Woosok, um, actually took the number two spot uh, under Kim Johan uh, to join X1. X1 story is extremely sad. Um, so we won't go into that, but <laughs> mm, I'm still salty about the whole thing. Yeah, uh, not surprised, but that's another discussion. Alongside Woostock, uh, Lee Jinhyuk also got a lot of attention. Um, he actually probably should have been in the final lineup, but was kicked out because manipulation. Um, yeah. <laughs> he's uh, promoting solo right now. And his his first solo album was actually really good. It was one of my favorites last year. Um, mm-hmm. So I think the two of them together will sort of help shine more light on obtention and hopefully, you know, because I, I like them a lot. I really hope that they end up successful. If you haven't listened to obtention, you should. You definitely should. Blue Rose yeah. is a jam. Yes. I love their song. I think it's Catch Me. Yes, Catch Me. <laughs> they actually, I watched them. They went on, um, what the hell is that? The Donnie and Coney show before they got kicked off. Weekly Idol? Yes, they went on Weekly Idol um, to promote that song, and they're really, they're really funny. Variety shows are so important to promotion of idols. Okay, last topic here. I think that both Hanbin and Wanho are going to make big returns to the music scene. Uh, how that happens uh, is, has yet to be seen, but I think it's going to be kind of a big deal. We I all mean, know it's going to happen. I mean, also... Monster X just announced that they're making a comeback soon. So I think everybody is like, is Wanho going to be a part of this? Is he going to be in promotions? Is everything going to happen? Some people are like, probably not. But some people are just like, people can have hope. Okay. I want to see all of them together. And then. I mean, I don't know if you saw this, Jade, but Monster X's characters, the two talk gong. Mm-hmm. I did see. They I did stalked Wanho, and he was Wanho's character, Bebe Gong, and he was snatched up in an instant, and they restocked it several times, wait. and all of his stuff is still gone. Yep, so, I saw that, and everybody's just like, what does this mean? They restocked his, his character? Yes. Yep. Shouldn't they but, erase him? Shouldn't they completely erase him? But I mean, like, if he wasn't going to return, wouldn't they just get rid of his, his character? Exactly. Ah! Exactly. Exactly. So it's just like, 
What you planning, Monster X? See, what's Wahong but, gonna do? Hmm? But okay, let me give you guys some hope. In Korea, they have the shop, the scoop shop, where they stock the two tuck gum. I went at the in December, December, January ish, to buy another two tuck gum doll because I am Monster X trash and I needed to add another to my collection. They had not completely wiped baby gum off the wall. There was still traces of baby gum in the shop and little characters and little things that you should pick up. The fact that they restocked his actual doll means a lot. So they were testing his marketability and if he was still in demand. So things are looking up for Mr. Wadho. I'm going to scream. I'm really going to do it. I'll be like, Amber, do you think you can like get something for me, please? Before it's (laughs) Obviously right now things are a little bit more yeah, in terms of mailing, but that's for a private conversation. Sorry. But yeah, we could talk about that later, but I will gladly stock the two tuck gums for whoever needs one. But yeah, I think like everybody is just, it's going to be a true test to see what is their comeback coming soon, what's going to happen. And I think the moment that he either returns to social media with Monster X or just returning to social media in general or if we see those teaser pictures and he's in it I think all of us are just gonna combust and we're just gonna be like he's there I think I'll actually cry I will probably cry almost as much as I did when Youngook returned I mean even if you know he doesn't return to Monster X I still think that he'll be a big part of the music industry which is what I was trying to convey in that he's not just gonna disappear I don't think, I think we're kind of past that. You know what I mean? And let's say that he just doesn't decide to be with Monsex. If he still stays under Starship and he goes solo, oh, he has everything. He's a full package deal to be a really great solo artist. Um, He's a producer too. Let's not forget about that. Didn't, um, going over to, to Hanbin, because um, I know he, he released uh, a demo on his SoundCloud, but was there a second one? I feel like he did another one recently. Let me check. I mean, while she does that, yeah. Him too. Hanbin is going to make moves. Like once, if, if when he's free agent, I mean, he technically is free agent, but like if he establishes his own label or his own solo stuff, right? Oh, it's over. It's so over for everybody. Hanbin. him to pull a J Park. Pull a J Park. He could. Um, I did, you know, I just went on his SoundCloud and he did release a second demo uh, less than a month ago. Yeah, he's released two uh, in two months, which is almost like a release each month. Uh, so he could be building something up here. I agree. I'm just, I am waiting in bated breath because we all know what happens when the YG rappers get ticked off. Like, look what GD did at Mama. He like dissed Mama. Look what Top's done. You don't tick off the YG rappers because they come back for a vengeance. And Hanbin is like so talented. He basically wrote all of Icon's music. Yeah. He is a big backbone to the group and take it away. It's not the same. It's really not the same. Look what happened to Pentagon when they took Edon away. I think the same thing kind of happened to Icon. I feel like it was more intense in Icon for Icon, uh, at least. For Pentagon, because, yeah, Edon was, like, a huge factor in their music, but they also have Huey, and he does, like, a shit ton of stuff. But all, so do the other members. But my point is, 
icon, I feel like ever since they lost Hanbin, um, has just been like dejected and kind of. I don't actually know. I, I does Bobby contribute in writing as well? I believe so. Yes. Okay, so they still have Bobby, but like Hanbin did so much, and comparing his situation to Wanho, I do not think there would be any scenario where Hanbin would be able to return to Icon. No, he got wrapped into things, unfortunately, that he's just gonna have to go his own path. YG would never let him back, because they threw him under the bus anyway, but you know, that's, Mm -hmm. you know, my opinion. I mean, we can go into a whole episode about what happened with YG, and what's still going on with YG, and why none of their groups are really out there right now. Anyways. YG sucks. I mean, Winner just released something, and then Jin was like, oh, I'm going to the military. Right? And I'm like, wait, what? So sudden. Uh, we could go on and on about the, what we've seen in our almost, what, 20 years of being K-pop fans combined? So K-pop predictions 2020 uh, is in one of the featured articles that we have in our new quarterly issue that is coming out in April. Um, you should definitely check out, this is only like one example of what we've got. Uh, our team members do a lot of like really in-depth research for their for their articles and write about some very interesting things, including, but not limited to, this month's feature, which is uh, LGBTQ plus representation in K-pop. Uh, yes, I'm so excited for that to come out. Work! Let's go! I've read it already. It is quite something, just saying. I'm so mad that I don't get to pre-read things. Ugh, Roxy, you're so cool getting to see these before they come out. Can't wait for my issue to come. See, even no, I as like, writers, I want to see what my article looks like. Same. Jay and I both wrote articles in this upcoming issue, guys, and you're gonna want to read them, like in these quarterly issues. We save all the good stuff for the quarterly issues. We give you tons of content online, but if you want the real good stuff, pick up a quarterly issue. Ooh, I got some things to say. Can I can I spoil one topic? Just a little bit. Oh, I, I have some I have some hot takes in regards to relationships in K-pop, but that's it. You gotta read the you gotta re- actually read the print article to know what I say. What some of you guys may not know is that our quote print article, you can get it both in a physical version and an online version. And our print magazines let us let me tell you i subscribed to the monthly magazine we had before we switched to quarterly magazines and the quality is so good so good full color pictures great art from our design team it's definitely worth the cost so definitely pick one up guys we have a whole section on our website for the magazine where all the info where you can purchase everything will be so be sure to be on the lookout for the announcement for the next issue. And also, like, let, let's say if you can't afford the print magazine, if you join our Patreon, we do have an incentive. If you join as one of our members on Patreon, you get the print issue as a member of our Patreon. So definitely check out our Patreon, because if you join us on Patreon that way too, you, that's literally the incentive. You get a issue from us as a patron so also check and like that's another avenue if you want to pick up an issue too so just saying nowadays you are gonna want more things to read while we're stuck inside so we may have some sales coming up as well for some of our older issues Ooh. Ooh. 
Listen, Damn. wait. Drop the link. <laughs> yeah, like, like, guys, you may think that us as writers get access to them early. No, no, no. We gotta wait till all of y'all get it too. So we're we're just as eager as you guys are to get this link. All right, let's move on to the segment that everybody was excited about this week. Our uh, K-pop story time is diving into our ultimate biases and why they are just that. Roxy, you should probably go first. (laughs) I'll go first. (laughs) Um, So my ultimate bias is uh, Minyoungi, Suga from BTS. When I first got into K-pop, actually, uh, I, I started with EXO and it took me like forever to pick a bias. Um, I kept bouncing because I feel like when you become a new K-pop stan, you're just like, I want all of them. I can't choose. You know what I mean? You don't have a loyalty when you're a new K-pop stan. But I did end up biasing Lei uh, before I got into BTS. So he was like my ultimate bias for like a month or something before, you know, before we solidify ourselves in the community, you know, you're kind of, you kind of waffle a little bit. But once I got into BTS, actually, Young was my first bias. Because if you look at Young, like the first time you see him, it's just like, holy shit. That's just a fact. Mm. He's um, a very good looking man. As time went on, um, I started paying more attention to Shuga. And I really, really liked his style of rap. Um, at first, like I liked, I liked the way his flow. Basically, I like it better than than RM or J Hope. Not that I don't like them, but it's just there's something about what he does. And then the more research that I did into him and like all of them, how he helps produce their music and makes his own music. Um, but what really, I think what really did it was when he started coming out and being very um, forward about like his struggles with depression. I feel like idols for the longest time were not able to talk about their mental health at all. Um, And I really admired him for coming forward and being so honest about what he's been through and then uh, providing comfort to others that experience the same thing, you know, like um, when his mixtape dropped in 2016. um, Oh, all that tea. When I read the lyrics to The Last, I'm sure you guys know that song, right? Mm-hmm. I was on the floor sobbing, like for real. Like I was crying so hard. Like it touched me in a way that I don't think anything else really had before. He's just always been, you know, the one. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I think we can all agree, like that per, like who we're going to talk about in this episode is the one. I totally feel you when you say it. it's just like, it's like, damn, it, that were, hurt. <laughs> like, I felt that one. The one that will break your heart a thousand times and you'll still keep coming back. Yeah, but he can also mend your heart after breaking it. True. Also, <laughs> can, can you drop the se- the second mixtape? Yoongi? Please? I'm just saying. Yoongi, come on. We're, we're waiting. RM has dropped two. It's your turn. And it then Javi can drop his second one, and then we start the cycle over. I'm sure he will soon. Nobody's ready. I wasn't, I wasn't ready for the first one. I was like, <laughs> I remember I was like lying in bed facing the wall, like just listening to it. And my mom walked in. She was like, are, are you good? Are you fine? <laughs> no. I lost my proverbial mind when it dropped. I was moving into my apartment to go back to my 
I think it was my last year. Dropped in 2018, right? No, it dropped in 2016. 2016. I was going moving into my junior year of college, and it dropped, and I literally stopped everything, boxes in the hallway of the apartment building, just to listen to this mixtape, and my neighbors thought I had lost my mind. Um, so can we just all agree that blonde Yugi does things? Don't even yes. let's, not, <laughs> let's not go there. <laughs> I'm just saying when the music videos came out and I'm like, not even my bias, but I'm dude, like, but dude, when he when he holds that middle finger up at the camera, oh, I'm like, oh. right, right. I'm just oh, like, man. okay, time to just sit down and be in my place. <laughs> but yeah, um, me and blonde rappers, that's how it always happens. Everybody knows this about me. If he's a rapper and he's been blonde, then he's my bias, and I <laughs> never stop getting clowned for it, but that did happen. <laughs> Although- I mean- uh, Yeah, kind of, I have to agree with Roxy on this one. Because- <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, we'll get, we'll get, we'll get into it, we'll get into it. But yeah, um, recently- but Don't you have another bias? I have another one to talk about. <laughs> Look, I've been, I've been- dead-ass loyal to Yoongi for like five years, okay? He's always going to be number one, but but Kim Hongjoon. Back to Hongjoon loving hours. <laughs> I will never stop the Hongjoon loving hours. They, they are always here, and look, I have not changed, like, my bias list in years. Like, it ha I, <laughs> and then when I got into 80s, this man just shot right up. He went all the way up. He stopped before getting over Yoongi, but he's kind of at Yoongi's level now, so, like, there's no rule on how many ultimate biases you can have, so I have two now. That's just how it is. I could technically talk forever about my ultimate biases, okay? There's technically four. Four males and one female, but I, I will only talk about a couple today, okay? Okay. I can go, I can go in, and I can go off. Let's go, Jay. Let's go. But, but, wait, wait, let Roxy finish. <laughs> Dude, oh, Roxy. No, you want me to be done right now, because I want to <laughs> <laughs> Who do you want to, do you want to go first or me? I can go first, and feel free to chime in, because I know you and I share one. <laughs> yeah, so technically, you know what, for this, I'm going to let Amber talk for this one, and then I'll, okay. I'll, I'll add my two cents in. Speaking of idols who, uh, are upfront about their mental health and completely forward with the fans. My ultimate, ultimate love of my life bias is BAP's leader, Bang Young Gook. This man had me shook from the beginning. I wasn't quite with them when they debuted. Stumbled across the one shot music video and him with his earrings and like, super macho attitude. I'm like, who is this dude? And why do I like hate him, but love him at the same time? So start, uh, do the thing that everyone else does, look him up online, find out, oh, BAP. Okay. This is Bang Young Gook. And then my way of falling in love with this man was the weirdest direction ever. I went down the fan fiction route first. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And then once I climbed back out of the fan fiction hole, I ended up watching the reality TV shows, learning more about the Matokis and learning more and more about Jungkook, the fact that he is the softest, most caring man that you would find out. 
he watched a movie about child trafficking and poured his heart out into a song about it. He cares deeply and enough for his fans and for groups. And he somehow taught an entire generation of K-pop fans what it means to give back. Um, he taught like just his personality all around just made me fall in love with him entirely and how like no one has yet to dethrone him as the ultimate bias. There are people vying for his spot, but no one has truly pushed him over the edge of not being my bias anymore. I mean, come on, when he teaches fan, he spoke that he wanted to build a school in Africa and like babies, the APs fans made it happen. That's how much we all love this man. And he just, oh, he cares so much. Jay, I'm in my feelings about this man. Okay, listen, it's always Jungkook missing hours for me. I have Jungkook emo hours every day, all day. But, okay, so, like Amber said, we do share a bias. My ultimate bias is also Jungkook from BAP. I was there when they debuted, and I was like, who is this blonde man? (laughs) They were all blonde, though. They were, but I'm just like, who specifically is this blonde man? wearing the tank top showing off these arms and breaking windows who is he and who is this deep voice man because I was gonna say you have voice. you have a voice that is like chocolate to me and i'm like who are you i need to know who you are we all felt i feel like bap fans in general we all have our moments with young i mean i liked him at first, but I didn't, I don't think I, like, completely fell for him until Bad Man. The moment he started rapping, oh, it's over. It was over. Ovaries. Gone. Bye. <laughs> Listen. Whoa, sir. We gotta talk. Like, we really gotta talk because, wow, I love you. And that was just straight off the bat. And then watching Tada, it's VAP, and I'm just like, falling more in love with this man as I watch him go yeah like I really at first like at first I thought it was him Chan and I thought it was Daehyun like him too I mean he has a deep voice too listen listen okay I have a type I have a type when it comes to k-pop I have a very specific type if they are a rapper and they have deep voices I'm in I'm all in when it comes Uh, to it, okay? But, I mean, obviously, there's a few exceptions to me liking vocalists and stuff like that, but I'm just like, Jungkook, who are you? Who is this man? Let me go. And then it just snowballed into what it is today. And what is he doing? I love his music. Okay, but okay, this is a little, I'm going to be a little blasphemous when I say this, but it's only because I'm so in my feels about this. Oh and my God. I'm ready. I'm not ready. I have not listened to any of his solo stuff because, because, <laughs> wait, hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 wait for it. Wait, hold on. Like, the, like I said, I know it's going to be blasphemous. The reason why I cannot do it is because I know I'm going to be a crying mess. The only reason why I've been do, like not doing it is because I'm not physically and emotionally ready to listen to anything that is gotta feel the work you gotta i mean i mean fair as the queen of bad decisions when he had his thing in japan 
I took a weekend flight, but like I know, like no, listen, I I know it's there. I'm just not ready at all. I have everything. Like don't worry. Like I have his albums. I'm still supporting him. I just am not ready for the physical pain that this album's gonna bring me because I know I'm gonna love it so much. Oh, I hear it is. I'm gonna start tearing up. Oh no! no. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Go like going back to it. It's just I love this man so much that I'm still supporting him, but I cannot do it just yet. I'm not ready, and that is why it's like, wait, leave me alone to be in my feels. The day I do it, I I've been really thinking about it, and I'm like, should I just have a live stream where I break down and you just see it all happen? Like, I mean, I would subscribe just to watch you cry over this man. <laughs> But, but yes, like, all of the things he's done, really great work, all of the, like, dedication he puts into BAP, and, like, the amount of love that he has for his group, and that he still cares, is amazing, and it's just, like, I just keep thinking about how, I forgot what music show it was, it was a while ago, but people ask, like, oh, who's the leader that you really look up to? people mention Jungkook because they like his ethic and his morale and what he does. And it's just like, this man is so, so, like, he does he not even know how loved he is? And every single time he comes around, I'm just like, I miss you. And I cannot wait for him to come back out and whatever he decides to do in the future. Jay, I'll be is there. tomorrow going to be so hard for us because tomorrow is his birthday? Listen, like I said, I've been, I've been avoiding a lot of things because I miss him so much because I'm just like, I just want my mans back. But I'm going to go full emo, like, loving hours for Jungkook on his birthday. But I do have another bias. Go in, Jay. Fe- it's a female bias. Ooh. It's a female. And I love her. She is my queen. I really, 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 really love Ayu. Like, okay. I love Ayu. You have no idea how much I love this girl. Okay, I haven't finished watching her most recent drama. Yes, I haven't finished because I, like I said, I'm so backlogged. I know though. I started though. I started. I started though. I think I'm on episode two or three. Oh my god. You and are so like, behind. Listen, I don't want to go through ads. That's the only reason why I don't want to finish it Girl. right now. It's like, I was like, if I'm, somebody wants to let me borrow their Vicky account so I can just binge it, I will. Girl, you <laughs> are not ready for that drama. I, I'm, I mean, from what I've watched already, it's like, oh, I know I'm going to like it, but I just, I'm too stubborn and ads. I'm not. Uh. You might like it, but your heart is going to be torn apart. I I heard I've heard can oh, I mean I could totally go into another episode about just talking about her fashion and that and that one anyways I think like Jungkook I use music just resonates so well and she she's not afraid to talk about different topics and she's so unapologetically herself and her music the queen is and beat beef mm. yeah like. I'm just saying, like, solo artist-wise, you know the moment IU drops something, oh, it's over on the charts. Like, you know, like, you cannot compete with her. Her last release, she was competing against herself on the charts. Exactly. 
I was just like, what kind of queen does that? Only her, only her. And I remember watching her in Dream High. I don't think I was a full, like, I think I got into her during, when she blew up during Good Day. I, I knew of her. I, like, I wasn't too, too big on the whole, because she, when she debuted, it was that pop sugar bubblegum concept. I mean, Marshmallow is a jam, though. Marshmallow will always be that song. But I wasn't really into that. And then when she started going into her ballads and more, like, soulful stuff like that, I'm like, here we you go. You were done. You were I was good. like, I love her. I mean, I don't swing that way, but if you're available, I'm here. I'm just saying. <laughs> I love you. No. It's like, I will let you step on me. That is fine. Can you please tour here? I like I always get so mad and jealous that I just like why does Asia only get her can't she come here but I'm just like I really want to see her live I really do wait Amber I need to see how you can cop me a a eye light stick and I'll I got I'll pay. you Sam like I I'll got pay. you I Sam. just want her light stick and like her music is like there's a reason why so many people like her and then her acting skills okay. I know we talked about Hotel de Luna, but we, can we talk about Scarlet Heart? We are on our Are You Loving Hours, so I guess go. Just like how good she was in that drama. This queen needs to like give her all the awards because she did so well. I think whatever she puts herself into, whether it's into her acting career or her music career, you know she carefully thinks about her projects and that She's not going to sign up for something if she's not in it 100%. Whatever, the, I feel like whatever this girl does, she has the Midas touch. If I had to pick, like, my all-time favorite album of hers, I'm torn between the Modern Times um, album, which has the Red Shoes title in it, and the Last Fantasy album, which was um, You and I. Because those two are great albums. I mean... I could go on forever. I think when we did, when we used to do the, um, the monthly, I actually did the feature for IU because I was like, let me talk about her. Okay. Let me talk about her. If, um, currently I'm on a hiatus with, in terms of writing for, um, the craze, but if there's any IU stuff, you you bet I'm going to be signing up for that because duh, queen, love her. Anyways, that's my spiel. Okay, I'm sorry. I went into it a little too much. Sorry. Okay, I do have one last bias. I was letting Jay get her love for Queen Ayu out, since we all talked about two. I guess I'll go into my second one. Um, I have a thing for men with the last name Bang, it seems. Um, my other ultimate bias these days is Christopher Bang from Stray Kids. I really enjoy him, I guess, because he kind of resonates a lot of the same ideals and, like, ideas with his group, and the fact that he is so forthcoming about his mental health and uh, his struggles pre-debut and how he works with his team and, like, his policy of just complete honesty within his team, Um, and I just really, I don't know, I guess I have a thing for idols who kind of just stick to those morals and want to show us the real them and not the face that they put on. Does that make sense to you, Jay? Yes. Yes. I know what you're talking about. Yes. I guess all of my biases 
all kind of sit in the same little theme of socially aware idols. Yeah, like I think we have, I think the common trait between the three of us is that we all have ultimate biases who are very, very much in tune with not only their emotions, but everything that's going on around them. Let's move on to uh, our final segment here on underrated groups. Uh, This week, we chose uh, Noir as our uh, featured underrated group. They are a nine-membered rookie group from Luke Factory, who is one of what like the smallest agencies they're a very small agency (laughs) Um, really small there's nine of them which is a bit intimidating for some people it was a little intimidating to me actually i say that like you know i don't figure out all 12 members of exo in like a week right (laughs) right like come on roxy (laughs) (laughs) but what i find interesting about noir is that the the age range between all the members is huge because Hmm. the oldest one is like my age their age range, my friends, goes from 1993 to 2000. Yeah, so that's wild. what a group. How, do they, how does, like, the oldest even talk to the youngest when there's that much distance between their ages? I mean, they're all adults in Korea now. Yeah. And the youngest will turn 20 international age in, like, two weeks. Little Daewon is going to be 20 sometime in April, so. Don't remind me of how old people born in 2000 are. I don't know. I'm right. Think about it. I know. I'm like, but eh. I'm upset the fact that these boys have been around since 2018, and I just discovered them a couple months ago. My bad, Noir fans. My bad. My favorite song is Airplane. Airplane mode. Airplane mode. What do you think, Roxy? What about you? I um, actually, when I was doing research on them, so they have had three mini albums come out. Um, and they're about to come up on their two-year anniversary, right? Yep, April 9th, 2018 is their two-year anniversary. Yeah, so what I what really caught my eye with them, I really like the concepts that they've done. Um, they do, they seem to focus more on, like, the darker, darker concepts, more, like, badass, I want to say, but they do it in a way that sort of mixes it up. So, like, if you look at their, their debut, Gangsta. Um, Such a good song. It's very different from the other ones, um, because, I mean, I don't really know how to explain it. I really like how they do these concepts. I tend to, you know, I'll I'll enjoy the, like, cutesy boy concept every now and then, Um, but it's these kind of dark, darker concepts that really get me. Their songs, I have a little bit of beef with it, just because I'm trying to figure out how to word this, because it's like they're, they're all, all their titles are, like, extremely EDM-influenced, right? Definitely. Yeah, there are hints of like um, like hip hop that come in, especially in Sunghoon's verses, that I'm like, I want more of that. <laughs> I want to see that be prominent. Definitely. Um. So, Roxy, you made a comment earlier mm-hmm. about your love of blonde rappers. Correct. Um, Sunghoon debuted blonde. Yes. <laughs> I realized that immediately, and then as soon as he started rapping, I was like, it's him. It's that one. <laughs> Me, I, I kind of fell for one of the babies, because I just want to put him in my pocket. Shia? Shia's the, he's the face of the group. I want to keep him and put him in my pocket. There's another Minhyuk, and I'm really tired of the number of Minhyuks that are in. In K-pop in general? Oh my god, all the Minhyuks. 
Uh, they could form their own group if they really wanted to. I mean, yeah. Yep. But, um, okay, so I am still putting names to faces. So primarily all I've been doing has been listening to their music. And, like, when I started listening to it, I'm like, oh, 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 it's like that. And then I want to say, like, I haven't finished listening to everything, but I am a sucker for travel off of their debut album. And I'm like, this song is amazing. Where have I been? You know what? It's a good thing that Amber didn't recommend them because I'm like, I'm in. I'm totally in. Did you notice that Jungkook looks strikingly like Nara-chan? Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Can we not? Listen. Don't attack me like this. Listen. Stop attacking me too. Uh, Oh, you know Richard Bias also? Yeah. I mean, okay, listen. Like, I haven't picked a a favorite member yet because I'm still getting to know them. I'm still in that stage of like, okay, I need to figure out exactly who these members are. Okay. I'm telling you right now that Jungkook is going to be your bias. F my life right now. He looks just like Nara-chan. Oh, oh my god. I'm right. <laughs> oh. So yeah, so it's just like I like the sound of travel. So it's just like I obviously I haven't lis- finished listening to everything that they have, but I'm like if they do more sounds like that, oh, you you have me. We stand bops and I I am so sorry for not listening to these guys sooner. Um I know they actually toured in Europe recently. Oh, really? Yes, they uh they partnered with a, they were on a YouTube channel and they did a random dance and that's how I stumbled across them. And so I'm just like, I feel so bad for not discovering them sooner. I also want to make a comment that I noticed um, in their videos. Their dancing is really good. We love talented boy groups that all they need is just a little bit more love and a little push. All of these, uh, Noir, we, we see you, we see you boys. They're really great. You should, I mean, everybody should check them out. Like, yes, please listen, because they, listen, they have a lot of potential. They're going to mess up a lot of people's bias lists. Let's go ahead and wrap this thing up, because we really got, (laughs) we really got in our feels and got into that for a while. Does anybody have any final thoughts or comments on the stuff that we discussed today? Dan Noir, stay home and pick up a print issue please yes i agree stand noir it's in terms of our k-pop predictions let's see because we're still in like the first half first quarter of 2020 miss rona over here is disrupting the plans a little bit but it'll be interesting how the rest of 2020 is going to play out and seeing what these predictions are if they're going to come true or not that means that means we got to do an episode. We have to do another follow-up episode to these predictions at the end of the year. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> and make sure, please just stay at home, wash your hands, and practice some social distancing. Jesus Christ, people. Please, if you need help learning how to wash your hands, the Twitch live that went today, Stray Kids gave a very good explanation on the proper hand washing. 20 seconds, people. That's all you need. 20 seconds of your life to wash your hands properly. If you can hum the entire chorus of Boy With Love by BTS while you're washing your hands, that's plenty of time to be washing your hands. And don't forget your thumbs. Amazing. I'm glad that you wove K-pop into that somehow. We try. 
Hey, I mean, I've seen Wonderland by ATs when I'm washing my hands because clearly Hong Joon gives us a very good demonstration in the music video proper hand washing. I, I, I hear uh, Eric Nomsi sexy, I'm sexy in my head every single time oh for God. some reason. I mean, <laughs> it's sexy to wash your hands properly. Just yeah, saying. True. Yeah, you know what? People love a clean person. They love good hygiene. There Keep- is nothing sexier in this world than good hygiene. Like, listen, oh, who, I, can I bring it back to Eric Nam a little bit? He does mention it. Like, hey, there's there was it a BuzzFeed video? He says it. Like, nothing wrong with like being a clean person. So, all right, let's let's close it out for today. Obviously, we've already talked about the predictions being in the print issue. Look out for the announcement when that goes live. Uh, it'll be all over our social accounts. It'll be on the website. Everything. Um, check out some of the releases we had this week on our site, um, our usual columns and such, and some comebacks as well. So be sure to check it out at Craze Magazine, thecrazemagazine.com, all that fun stuff. This has been the Craze Cast, and we'll see you all next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.